This podcast brought to you by Earthlink. It's Friday, January 13th, 2006. I'm Molly Wood, author of CNET's Buzz Report. And I'm Tom Merritt, author of CNET's The Real Deal. Welcome to Buzz Out Loud, CNET's podcast of indeterminate length, in which today Tom's voice appears to be back. I'm very happy to have full use of my vocal cords. He is back in form. It's really me. Yay! That was an imposter all this past week. Unfortunately, Veronica's stomach has given out again, and she is not with us today, mostly because <laughs> everyone sent horrible. her home. I know it's not Stomach gave out. Yep. She has stomach to get a new out. one. <laughs> Waiting on a stomach donor. <laughs> she's going to be all right, but she is not allowed to come back to work, yeah, basically, pretty much. because she's That's such a stubborn little git that she wouldn't leave yesterday. She's stu- a stubborn little git. <laughs> and people had to physically make her go home. So Dell keeps showing some leg to AMD. <laughs> I love Tom and Tom's comment on the podcast lineup that he sent me today. Get a room already. Yeah, Dell keeps like, oh, AMD, we get, oh, but no, we're Intel, but oh, but AMD is certainly open to the idea. Mm-hmm. Get a room. How embarrassing. Uh, yeah, this is a, regarding, a story on News.com. Dell's chief executive, Kevin Rollins, said on Thursday that he is open to selling computers that run on microprocessors from AMD. You know what? Just call us when you've done it. And this is actually almost exactly word for word what Michael Dell said in his uh, CES keynote. So this is becoming a bit of the party line from them. Well, while Intel's all distracted with their new Apple boyfriend, see, <laughs> Dell's true. over here Del's like making on. eyes at AMD. That's right. Trying to get Intel's attention back, which is actually what I think this most likely is. It's just a big bluff to get Intel to pay more attention. So to high school. It really is. You know, you'd think that these big mega multinational corporations would be a little bit above the Mm-mm. the 13-year-old Mm-mm. behavior. But oh no. No, that's it's obvious the from the Apple ad about Intel processors have been trapped inside boring PC. Oh, I know. Even that's got to have Paul, Dell upset. Paul Odellini even had to say, uh, yeah, Intel doesn't really think that. They, they, <laughs> they think that Intel processors are having a fine time inside of other PCs. <laughs> and Dell's going, excuse me, which PCs exactly are you trying to oh, throw no, you over for this little hot little upstart? <laughs> Oh man! All body, no brains. Well, anyway, speaking of brains, eventually all our brains will be replaced by artificial intelligence, thanks to Google. <laughs> it's awesome, though, because in this case, I don't. Uh, it's awesome. Well, the economist. Everything that you say about Google that is a terrifying conspiracy theory eventually comes true. I know. Be careful. The Economist has a story about uh, Larry Page, co-founder mm-hmm. of Google. Uh, who always wanted to change the world. And the article attempts to make the argument that the company's true intentions are to build a machine that will pass the Turing test. Which the, is? The Turing test, if you don't know, is uh, was was created by Turing, who is one of the pioneers of, of artificial intelligence. Alan and, Turing. And said, if you can have a written conversation with a machine and not be able to tell the difference between that conversation and a conversation with a human, right. then you have truly achieved artificial intelligence. And apparently that's that's Google's ultimate idea. According to The Economist. Yeah. That's Google's ultimate plan. I thought I don't it was know. M- making a bunch of money off ads. I just started reading that book, The Singularity is Near, uh-huh. the Ray Kurzweil, Kurzweiler? Oh, uh, Ray Kurzweil, yeah. Kurzweil book. Um, and it, it's kind of interesting because it takes the more optimistic approach, which is that even if this kind of thing happens, it will be the result of human intervention and we will, to a certain extent, be in charge of it. He doesn't have that that view that that the machines are going to just take over, but more that they will just become sort of... Uh, so much an inextricable part of human biology that we will transcend our own machinery and our own bodies, which okay, is just, kind of interesting. Just take this for step back for a second. Think <laughs> yeah. about this. Google artificial intelligence uh-huh. and Google AdSense combined. Ooh, scary. Yeah, that's a scary world. Now that's Where a the ads creepy. just show up in your brain. Oh, 
I hate it. Stop. <laughs> that unfortunately is the all too likely singularity, as opposed okay. to the part where we're just a bigger, better human race that's yeah. enhanced by machinery. <laughs> Oh no! Instead, we're just walking. Well, we all we'll, they'll, they'll, instead of countries, we'll all have platforms. <laughs> instead of nationalities, would be like Microsoft Americans are being oppressed oh, by the Google Americans. So horrible. Uh, speaking I think of a horrible, book in our future. Oh we yeah, should co-author a book, Tom. Yeah, we should do a little sci-fi, <laughs> a little sci-fi book. This is yeah. This is all getting very Neil Stevenson. It is. Speaking of horrible, apparently it doesn't matter what you do. Your firmware is going to suck if you have an iPod. If you have a sixty gig iPod, you're screwed. Uh, which is what I have, although I haven't noticed it yet. Because yeah. James Kim posted on our Alpha blog on CNET today that uh, there's this problem with Audible right. and video on the sixty gig iPod, where if you're playing video and then you try to switch to Audible. The audio from the video doesn't stop, and the audible audio starts, and it won't mm. stop, and you have to do a soft reset to fix it. So he said, you should upgrade to the new firmware. But minutes but. after recommending that, <laughs> don't do that. we notice on Dig that an iPod update to the firmware is causing a major headache for right. people with the 60 gig iPod. Symptoms include video playing for 20 to 30 seconds, freezing, and then continuing with no sound. It seems to be a sound-related set of bugs. And so they're saying that the only current fix is to downgrade to the previous firmware, oh which would give you the Audible problem. So You know, I have to say, I have used Audible for as long as I have used an iPod, and I've actually never... I know that not everyone has this problem, but I've never had a completely smooth Audible experience. Like in the old days, you couldn't fast forward very well, and then now it doesn't always hold on to the bookmarks. When, when I plug it in at night to charge it, sometimes it loses the bookmark, like it jumps back the length of the mm, buffer. Mm-hmm. So it'll be, you know, 20 minutes earlier or 30 minutes earlier or whatever. And it's just kind of, I don't know, the Audible thing is not, I don't know why it's still so annoying. It seems like it shouldn't be, but yeah. anyway. 60 gig iPod owners, sorry. Well, I don't have Audible. I don't use Audible, so I'm just going to stick with the current firmware until this all shakes out. It's pretty surprising, though, because they're sort of <laughs> almost like version, you know, hardware version 1.0 type problems, but yeah. obviously iPod, not a 1.0 product. Well, the iPod video, I guess, could yeah. be considered that. I'm surprised but. that there would be that many changes in it that it would be so buggy. Via Slashdot, an uh, article in The Guardian says that spam is dead. Huh? Could have fooled <laughs> me when I checked my inbox this morning, wasn't dead. Uh, yeah. Basically, this guy in The Guardian is saying that uh, they've been predicting for a long time that, you know, by such and such a date, spam would make up 80% of all email circulating or 98%. You keep hearing these things. Right. But when you actually check, he says the figure he found was 60%. Mm. So it's not growing as fast as people predicted, which is not a surprise. Right. These predictions always prove to be a little off. Uh, and he thinks it's declining. He says he just ignores it. His spam killer usually kills most of the spam, and then the few that get passed, he just deletes, and it's not a big deal. Well, I think it's I think it's reasonable to say that spam is not a big deal or not as big a deal as it used to be because people are so used to it. I mean, sixty percent is not an insignificant number, and it's purely speculative on his part to say that it's declining. I mean, I think that's just his perception. Yeah, and it could be that his spam filters are working overtime. But ask anybody, including me and my husband, who run our own ho- server to yeah. host our sites, that the thing is hosed all the time because of processing all those rules. And you know, I I don't know empirically whether spam is actually on the decline, but I can tell you that. Many, many computing resources are still taken up trying to deal with it. If you want to use your email publicly... It just publicly, doesn't annoy me in my inbox as much because I just go delete, delete, yeah. delete, 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 delete. If you want to use your email publicly at all, you're going to get inundated. I have a couple of email addresses that I only use privately mm-hmm. and give to people, and those have no spam in them. Right. Because they haven't been subjected. But the minute 
You want to use that publicly, which is one of the big things about email. You know, you want to be able to put it out there and say, hey, people, email me. Put it right. up on your website or whatever. You're sunk. Or, you know, let me register for this website since they all well, freaking require free registration now. Yeah. yeah. Because some of them are going to pass it along even if they say they won't. Right. Most of them won't if they say they won't. But right. there's, there's a couple but out there. But there's always going to be, be a way. With. And it's always still a good idea to have a spam trap. I don't think, yeah. Spam is not the problem that it used to be in the sense that it just doesn't annoy me anymore. It's a part of life. It's it, like getting a pimple. I know it's going to yeah. happen, but it's not. It annoys me the it's most it ever away. has in my life here at CNET. Well, yeah, because our addresses are in clear text all over the freaking website. And the spam assassin has to be set so low here yeah. because otherwise it nukes real mail. Right. So and then, and then I've never had more spam in a mailbox. Well, that's not true. I have had, but in a mailbox that I had to rely on every day, mm-hmm. I've never had more spam. Than yeah, that. I get a ton of spam. A ton. And it's all high importance. This is just a generalized rant. Yeah. Why do they send the high importance well, spam? Well, they want you to open it. Which I'm not going to do, but then the result is that I, I have my trio set to only buzz or ding if oh, it's yeah. high importance spam. So then all night long, ding. You think zzz, the spammers ding, are crying zzz. for you? I don't think you're going to change that. Ugh. All right, we're going to come back with uh, Toyota under fire for patent violation, Microsoft in a love-hate relationship with Mac, and Apple phones. Do you believe anything is possible? At Earthlink, we do. We believe the same company that delivers your lightning-fast DSL connection can deliver your home phone service and wireless service, too. One company for all your communication needs. Visit earthlink.net and start believing today. Earthlink, we revolve around you. You really have a gift for the tease, I think. (laughs) Apple phones? No. Well, let's hold off on that. It's always the last one that sounds so exciting, too. It's not the one we're starting with. Oh, no. So what's this about Toyota? That's the, you know, (laughs) that's that's years and years of practice. Uh, Yeah, the the Toyota (laughs) Prius has apparently uh, been under a lawsuit for patent violation by this Mm -hmm. company, Solomon Technologies. We saw this on Slashdot today as well. They filed a, uh, a claim in the state's district court for the Middle District of Florida last September, and now they've filed an additional claim in the International Trade Commission in Washington, D.C. So oh, they're, they're, blah, I think it's blah. the drivetrain, if, if I have it straight, that they're claiming they have a patent on, yeah. and that Prius needs to either in, cease and desist. Apparently or, relating to Toyota's use, Toyota's use of the technology in both the Prius and Highlander hybrid vehicles. Well, yeah, it's the same technology in both. Right. So that if makes Solomon sense. were successful, Toyota could be prohibited from importing into the United States, blah, 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 blah. Well, they might, you know, if it, depending on how it worked out, they could be uh, asked to just stop all production. Yeah, but they won't be because they'll settle it. That'll kill Toyota. No. Toyota See, will crush that's them. That's the thing think? about these patent infringement suits. Like, they just come out of nowhere and then nobody. Everybody always sells. Nobody filing this lawsuit wants to crush Toyota. Of course not. They don't they want, want to money. stop Rim from selling the Blackberries. They want the money. They just yeah. want the, the royalties and they want the settlement, the huge settlement, and whether the patent is valid or not it'll go forward and somebody will pay and then you know and i don't know if this patent claim don't is panic valid. here's the thing this is what's said i don't know if this patent claim is valid mm-hmm. or not but i don't care i'm tired of it i know i'm tired of this thing you know the prius has been around forever you're not fostering innovation by having no. this lawsuit succeed no and you're just coming out of the woodwork like a cockroach like i'm sorry if you legitimately own the patent but at this point when the tree the prius is what five years old as a product and definitely a little older as a concept car you you just seem like a bottom feeder. You I mean, just seem like the person coming out of nowhere trying to capitalize on the success. Patent law is necessary to foster innovation. Good patent law is necessary, but this is an example of how it works. Yeah, and an we example have, would be this company creating a car, and if there was an infringement, then Toyota ripping it off and right. st- and crushing theirs. Not but all these not patents just sitting on it. Yeah, all these patent lawsuits are all 
and, and this to me is the part that doesn't seem like a coincidence. They all relate to some patent that was filed a long time ago and no product was ever built. Yep. Because you know what? You never even wanted to build a product. You just wanted to sit tight and wait for RIM or Toyota or whoever it is, Apple, to come along and build a product that involved, yay, your patent. So then you could be like, jackpot. And I don't even blame the companies that do this because the system allows it. They, the system even encourages it. The system needs to dissuade that. It needs to be reformed. Yes. And nobody disagrees patent with that. Patent reform now. Well, maybe somebody does. There's one person out there right now who goes, oh, I disagree with yeah, that. Yeah, these patent holders disagree. Yeah. Uh, Microsoft, not so much in love with the Mac. We were talking earlier this week about them agreeing for Office 5 to go right. for, or Office to go for another five years on the Mac. Meanwhile, the other hand of Microsoft today <laughs> says, and we're stopping development on Windows Media Player for the Mac. Right. So we're going to rely on third-party plugins to be able to play Windows Media Files for Mac people. Oh, that's Just gonna, another punch in the face if you're using a Mac. That'll probably play pretty smoothly, I'm sure. <laughs> Might play smoother than actual Windows Media <laughs> Yeah, that's true. You never know. It says it's a matter of prioritizing for Microsoft's Windows Media unit. Although there's, I don't well, know. Well, and this makes sense actually because Office costs a bunch of money and Windows Media Player is free. There you go. <laughs> so if you're making a bunch of money selling Office for the Mac, why would you stop? We love the Mac. We hate the Mac. We love the Mac. We hate because the they're also they are also not um, continuing to go forward with Internet Explorer versions either. Yeah, they're just cutting out of the whole Apple. Business, and apparently they also shelved an MSN for Mac internet service. Yeah, everything that's free. Yeah, makes sense. Why bother? Uh, speaking of m- Apple, actually, uh, mm-hmm. there's a Ars Technica story that I think we were referred to from Slashdot, actually, about Apple putting a trademark on mobile me as a term <laughs> to be used for goods and services, including telecommunications services. For the dissemination of information by mobile telephone. So mobile me could potentially be an Apple cell phone service? Maybe. I mean, most people are speculating it's some kind of cellular offering. Namely, the transmission of data to mobile telephones, along with music players, digital video players, MP3 players, and software related thereto. So, and this are on the heels like own, of Motorola like, dumping iTunes in yeah. the new version of the Rocker. Uh, so they could do maybe their own sort of vCast kind of thing? Well, it's interesting because it's the services, uh, not just goods. So it might not right. be just making a, an Apple phone. I doubt it's a phone. But putting out their own service. Because everybody, because a lot of people have gotten into the service provider game, yeah. right? And Apple could do that the same way other people have. You just, you just piggyback on somebody else's infrastructure. Yeah, they say um, you can do this mobile virtual network operator, become a mobile virtual network operator. One of them is Virgin Mobile. Mm-hmm. They don't actually have their right. own network. They That's operate on Sprint's network. And so that would actually, I could see Apple maybe doing that. It's so and funny, it would be though. Really, like, really high priced and look really good. It would look really well. The service, yeah. <laughs> would the, the interface, service the interface, just, yeah. yeah, and the call quality would be so good. Um, but it's funny because I think the speculation about what Apple's going to do this this year's keynote to me was a perfect example of when the speculation like so far outpaces what is even possible in the realm of their actual development. I mean, you had people saying they're going to introduce their own DVR and it's going to be hardware, not just you know, not just front row. And they're going to introduce a TV. And they're going to do a phone and they're going to do this and this. And it's like, guys, it's actually kind of a lot of work to even build a video iPod you know or what? build an Intel like Mac. It's- Step back and think about all the keynotes at CES and Steve Jobs keynote at Macworld. Nothing. There's yeah. nothing big. I mean, we expected the Intel laptops. Right. And all we got were two. No, I know this keynote. Uh, I mean, I not laptops. Was we expected Intel machines, and Intel all we machines. got were two. We got no new iPod. We got an accessory. I think this particular keynote was actually a bit of a letdown. Bill Gates had nothing in his announcement yep. at all. Yep. 
Uh, Google announced a video store that is frankly a disappointment mm -hmm. and, and nothing big. Everybody's expecting Google OS and all this stuff. Right. Really, nobody is coming up with anything. No so gigantic far this year. content. No big announcements. It seems like 2005 was like the year of incremental evolution. Yeah. You know? And I'm not sure if we're going to see. I mean, I expected at least a revolutionary content agreement from Apple. I think maybe it was because Mercury was Movies. in retrograde. Oh, that could be. Yeah. Actually, a bunch of rumors I read was that a bunch of stuff <laughs> fell out in the uh, in in the in in the days leading up. Yeah. Like the, a bunch. Some of the hardware fell out. Some of the agreements they were hoping to announce with uh, for iTunes Video fell out. Yeah, and so they had to they had to make this big deal about the fact that they now have older Saturday Night Live material. I mean, right. that was instead of the on, new stuff. That's just one. Well, because it's hard. I mean, there's a lot of stuff it's involved in work. it. It's hard work. It's not like Apple's just you know they got some dudes kicking back working on building a phone and a phone service and then like maybe a TV and then maybe like a TiVo and that yeah I mean just you know they can only do so much yeah. and they're only going to do so much because you don't want to just. I don't know. It's easy for Google to and go you know crazy what? Another with thing to consider is we're coming overhead. out. We're coming out of a period of economic, uh, you know, recession, mm -hmm. oh. and so there's a delayed effect on you know when there's less money around. There's less money for research and development. Yeah, that's... and that will have a delayed effect. So even though the economy is recovering now, we're still feeling the effects of that time when there wasn't a lot of money to pour into developing new stuff. Hmm. So maybe next year is going to be the big bonanza. Maybe. Interesting. Hmm. Economic theory creeps into Buzz Out Loud. As usual. <laughs> if we're not playing <laughs> lawyer, we're playing economist. Yeah, something always creeps in. So we've been seeing this story all over today, and I just buzz want alert. to uh, buzz alert. Yeah, it's basically a, a buzz, buzz alert that at this point we know nothing about. Apparently, um, Steve Gibson, noted security expert Steve Gibson is... Creator of Spinrite. Creator of Spinrite has, is claiming that the recent WMF vulnerability in Windows 2000 and XP, which was patched by Microsoft... Windows Metafile. He says that it is his considered opinion that the WMF vulnerability could not have been a mistake. It was an intentional backdoor inserted into Windows by Microsoft for reasons unknown. Now, this was... This uh, apparently was said first on the Twit podcast. Well, no, it wasn't on Twit. It was on Security Now, which is oh, okay. a podcast that Leo does with... Leo Laporte does with Steve Gibson. Oh, I see. And so okay. you can go and you can look at the transcript of that and they discuss it. But page, which we're going to dig into it a little more and try to come up with uh, any more information of what this could mean. Because it right. doesn't seem like Steve has any idea of like, and they did this because. Yeah. Or it and no one been seems used. to kind of know. And all the all of the speculation we've seen on the web is sort of like, wait, what? I don't know. Right. Anyway, we're so not if anybody sure. else knows about it, we're email us, at cnet.com. Yeah, but we're also bringing it up because we know you're going to hear about it freaking everywhere because we did. It's got like 50. 15,000 digs. Well, let's get into the bits. Yes, let's. A little bit from the University of Michigan. Go Wolverines. There. <laughs> uh, first quantum microchip created at Michigan. So they've actually uh, created a quantum microchip. And th this was a huge problem because of scale. They were able to create qubits, mm -hmm. but never in a way that they could scale them down to an actual chip until now. The University right. of Michigan has created a chip. Now it's still far away from actually creating a quantum computer. But could and eventually lead to it. Well, they and they still don't know, even if they get quantum computing, whether that would translate into notebooks or handhelds. But there are a lot of applications you could use for this, especially cryptography. Right. Is, seems to be the big one. So, And also war and mass destruction. Well, yeah, wow. that's, that's always there, especially when yeah, Google AI Michigan has starts done going this on the rampage. Now, then the military definitely already has it. And Google. <laughs> and Google. <laughs> Poor Google. Um, remember the GoDaddy commercial? How I'm, could I forget? We have a lot of male listeners, and I'm sure every single one of them remembers just like you. Uh, from last year's Super Bowl with the... I'm a big fan of registrars. With the hot girl testifying before a congressional oh, yeah, committee her. that was supposedly investigating the indecency furor. 
They only uh, put it, Fox only ran it once, and then they pulled it because of the Janet Jackson thing the well, year Fox, before. Fox had, of course, approved of it running. Yeah, they're, they're like, Fox. yeah, why not? But the NFL, after seeing it once, said, you're not running that again. Right, and then it sounds like ABC censors are concerned that there may be, uh, that about the them Bowl's running the ABC same ad because the Super Bowl's on ABC this year. And, you know, <laughs> I really think that part of one of the things that helps to fuel the media independence revolution that is bubbling, whether it's user-generated content or finding it somewhere else or skipping freaking commercials, is these idiots trying to tell us what is and isn't appropriate to watch. Seriously, is this woman naked? No. Is there like half-hearted, sophomoric double entendre? Yeah. Oh, no. Yeah, it's much better to I watch mean, people. Really? Is that uh, really destroying the fabric of society? It's much better to watch people shooting each other in, in a, a violent drama yeah. than to see a woman in a tight t-shirt. Or the same woman on a beer commercial two minutes later. Like, what is the problem? You know what? This is great press for the registrar, though. <laughs> no matter what, even if they <laughs> don't get true. their ads running. That's true. GoDaddy is everywhere. GoDaddy. Uh, another bit, the million dollar homepage guy. Ah, uh, yes. Otherwise known as the Why Didn't We Think of This Guy is officially... Alex Two. A millionaire. Congratulations, Alex. Congratulations, Alex. Unfortunately, a million dollars doesn't go as far as it used to. Yeah, and unfortunately, Alex has decided to quit college now that he is a millionaire. Well, he says he's going to take a year off, organize yeah. his life, organize he, his... He's going to count his millions, I right. think, is probably what he's going to do. Or he's going to spend his one million, and then he'll be back ones. where he started and be like, oh, maybe the two million dollar... It won't buy you happiness, Alex. <laughs> That's what... Anyone who doesn't have money says. And finally, uh, a French court order censoring Nazi-related materials. A divided federal appeals court has thrown out a Yahoo web lawsuit that was based on free speech. Basically, a French court had said that they couldn't have Nazi-related materials on their site at their store. Yeah, France said Yahoo can't sell Nazi-related materials in any of their stores. Yahoo said, no, we should be able to. And the thing got thrown out of court. The thing got thrown out of court, but not... Over the free speech argument over a technicality. So there, they, there is no decision on whether free speech would cover having Nazi paraphernalia for sale on your website. <laughs> so presumably they could come back and start another lawsuit. Yeah. I don't know how French law works, though. Yeah. I believe there's a guillotine involved. That's all I know. Uh, Ken, and fire up your emails, folks. <laughs> Ken, Ken from Wills Point, Texas, wrote in. I uh, wanted to comment on our uh, discussion of Steve Soderbergh releasing a DVD at the same time as this movie is released into theaters and on HDNet. Uh, thinks it's a great idea, uh, and, and in fact went further to say that what they should do is offer the DVD at two prices, one with or one without a movie ticket. So mm-hmm. if you had a movie ticket stub, say you buy the DVD for $20, and if you didn't, it would be 25 You get a little discount if you actually watch the movie. I think that's a great and idea. He says everyone wins. Yeah, I think that is an interesting idea too, although I think it wouldn't last that long because ultimately the movie theaters are just going to have to figure it out. I mean, I, I think the I think the DVD release and the, VO, the video on demand release and that whole shortening cycle is just going to get more and more powerful and the theaters won't be able to control it for much longer. I mean, they're not in control now. So you don't think there should be a discount lasting for long? No. No. Why? Because I don't want to be forced to go to the movie to get a cheaper DVD. Well, you're not forced to. You can always pay the regular price. Well, I think that's dumb. Again, it's just, it depends on half half empty or half full. I think it's a good, I think it's a good idea for the theaters as a way, like, but they don't so control you don't the retail think, outlets. You don't think that you should get a cheaper hamburger because you attended a baseball game? Because all those baseball tickets come with like a half off a burger at Hardee's. It's the same principle. Yeah. You're just getting a little coupon. Okay. I think getting a coupon is fine. But I think the movie theaters don't control the retail outlets, so it doesn't ultimately 
Well, I think what he's saying and what I think is that the retail, that the theaters would stock their own versions of it, maybe. And sell their own. And sell well, it then, at the theater. Yes, and that makes perfect maybe, sense. Maybe, maybe not. We'll and see. they could totally do that. And then Robert A. wrote in, and uh, we were regarding the Sprint story yesterday where we were talking about how a Sprint tech uh, call support person would not give out GPS information to a couple whose baby had been kidnapped and the phone was in the in SUV. In a carjacking, yeah. Uh, he says he applauds the Sprint person for protecting the privacy of the user. How, How did, did they know the phone was really that person and not someone else? Mm-hmm. I think it's great they requested a subpoena in order to reveal confidential information. <laughs> Robert, are you a troll? I sort of, I mean, I... Are you our first Buzz Out Loud I sort troll? of respect his part about the subpoena. And <laughs> come saying, on, you like, are, aren't you? You need to have a warrant to get information. No, but come on. Where it, where it breaks down is he's saying, how do you know that the, was really the person? Because well, they're on the freaking phone giving you all of the personal account information that they ask you for, even if you want to check your minutes, Robert. It could be an identity thief. No. I don't think so. No. I think, and then Sprint even has said in this case that there are there yeah. are exceptions to the rule that this person didn't follow. Yeah, so. and this was not Sprint's official policy, and the guy shouldn't have actually done it, and he probably got fired for not following Sprint's official policy, which Robert is to help out kidnap babies. And Robert is upset about that. <laughs> is Robert? Do you think one kidnap baby is? No, never mind. I'm not <laughs> uh, Frapper shout out. Uh, Frapper map is up to 942. If you don't know, we talk about it all the time. F R A P P R dot com slash buzz out loud. It's a map where all of our listeners can post a little flag that says where they are. There's 942 people up there, and if you haven't posted your flag, please do. We want to get up to a thousand because it's so cool. Because it's just fun. Yeah, and uh, you can be like Jana in Silver Springs, Maryland. Maybe get a shout out. Shout out to Jana. <laughs> Look at you. <laughs> All right, that's all we got for today. Email us. I know it was bu- a long one. Buzz at CNET.com or call us 1-800-616-CNET and post in our forums, forums.cnet.com. Look for the Buzz Out Loud Lounge. Quick programming note, we will not be podcasting on Monday, which is Martin Luther King Day. And we'll be we back with you Tuesday. Have it all. All right. See you then. Bye. Bye. Bye.